Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is a little bit after 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Yes, it is hump day. We have made it to the middle of the week. And we've got some uh, more fun stuff to talk about. Uh, I got a nice package here from Rabbit. Um, they wanted to do something together in terms of um, having some Boston Rabbit gear to show you guys as I talk a little bit more in detail about the event. We talked a lot about it yesterday. I feel like we got, we've gone over most of the event details, um, but I can go over it a little bit more as we take a look at some more Rabbit stuff. I've, I've just been getting a lot. I, I think, I mean, part of it's because it's Boston time. So I've been getting a lot of packages, a lot of stuff's coming in. And um, it's just like, uh, maybe we do a little bit of unboxing every day. I think that's where we're at. But before we get, we can, we can talk about it a little bit. But first, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast, on the audio-only version. Hopefully, you guys are, are having a safe run out there. There are some storms that came through. Our weather alarm, our weather radio was going off like crazy. Every time I talk about our weather radio, I feel like a very much like a grown-up. Because my in-laws have a weather radio, and they listen to it, and it'll go off, and it'll say like, you know, time to go into the basement kind of thing. Um, so ours went off at like four o'clock in the morning for a flood warning. I was pretty annoyed. But then it went off again like a half hour later for thunderstorm warnings. And there were some tornadoes, not in in the area, but like there was some cyclonic activity kind of thing. Clouds were swirling. And so they were, were worried about it. But hopefully that's not what you guys have today. I went out for a run and it was super windy, even though like tempers were really warm and humid. Um, it was so windy because of that storm that had come through and like the, I guess the atmospheric kind of like pull that it had, it's been weird. So hopefully you guys are staying safe and everyone watching this on YouTube later after the fact, hopefully you're having a great day cleaning up those counters, getting them nice and clean. Cause you know, today I think is a good day for that deep clean. You know, every once in a while, you know, you just kind of get through dinner, get the kitchen like re reasonably cleaned up, maybe give it a little extra wipe. You know, I did that this morning. Had a little extra because I drove the kids to school, so I had a little bit of time, uh, extra time in the morning because I was worried about them standing outside for the bus stop. So I drove them so they had a little bit more time in the morning, and I gave the kitchen a little bit of an extra clean. Let me tell you, I feel I feel really good now. I was kind of feeling like the house kind of just smelled like food a little bit too much. That little extra scrub took care of it. All right, uh, let's see who we got here in the chat. Uh, Martha says, uh, uh, Mark says, hi, here it is. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. I, you know, the morning got away from me. It, it keeps happening. I'm, I'm going to get on top of it one day. And, um, I forgot to make the schedule, the post for the live stream. So you guys are here. Martha almost gave up. I, I thank you for your continued faith though. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sean Devon says it's today. Happy hour. Or is that Thursdays? Happy hour is Thursdays and tomorrow's guest. I feel like everyone knows tomorrow's guest for happy hour. It's going to be Mrs. Space Cadet, Aaron Azar. We scheduled this like a month ago because she's so busy. She's out in the world doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, but she's going to be on for tomorrow. So that should be a lot of fun. It should be, um, wow, I'm sure she's got so many stories to share with you guys. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. Uh, yeah, Sean says, ooh, look, a rabbit delivery. Yeah. And uh, Mark says, I changed flights for Boston to two and a half hours earlier because I was afraid I'd miss too much getting in at four-ish on Saturday. I think that's a good move. I think that's a good move. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about uh, that because on, on Saturday, I'll, I'll have another event. So I'm doing an event with Rabbit on Sunday, 9 a.m. 
Uh, we'll do a shakeout run, and uh, there'll be coffee and bagels, I think. And then there's going to be a giveaway, which is a Kofuzi Rabbit track bag, which I'm a big fan of the track bags. I have a bunch of them, and uh, I usually use them to transport shoes. So I, that way, if the shoes are gross, let's say they're wet and sweaty, or maybe they got rainy or muddy, when I'm traveling, they don't get whatever's on the shoes onto everything else in the suitcase. Or if it was a really, really hot race, I'll put the wet clothes inside a track bag, you know, to kind of keep everything sequestered from everything else. So hopefully you guys like it. I think it turned out really nice. Uh, the colors are very pretty. It's Boston-ish colors, you know. So um, that'll be the giveaway. I want to say there's 150 of them. So, like, I'm not saying get there, like, super early, but. If you want one, I'm because I don't know if they're going to give them out at the beginning or at the end or what, you know, so like I don't want to make you guys get there early and be like, well, I was here early, but I'm not sure how they're going to give them out. But I think hopefully there'll be 150 people. I think there will be. And I'll be posting a uh, group run link. As soon as we get the route finalized, I'll post something in the Kavuzi Run Club. You guys will all get an email if you're in Kavuzi Run Club, the Strava group, and that way you can uh, RSVP. All right. I won't guarantee a, a track bag or anything, but they'll at least give us a head count. Let us know how many bagels to buy. You know what I mean? All right. Um, PG says, Hi, Co. I've ordered the tracks mysteries. I hope you like them. Um, yeah, I enjoy them. I haven't had enough time to run in them because there's just too many shoes. There, there's so many shoes. I was having a conversation with Megan Murray over the weekend, and I was like, you know, this time of year leading up to Boston is usually quiet. You're like, I don't understand. Well, Boston's such a big deal, but like no one makes stuff ahead of Boston, you know? So it's like everyone at Boston is using all the last year's stuff. It's always kind of disappointing. And I'm like, but this year I've been busy. I know you guys have been busy. She's like, yeah, this has been like the busiest spring we've ever had. And I'm like, I don't know what's up with that. I think it's just because we're still catching up from like um, all the uh, supply chain stuff. All right, let me scroll down all the way to the bottom. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, go home. Raj says, I think everyone wants a cozy rabbit half tight. You know what? When you, when you go to the thing, you got, you, you're going to have to ask them to make, we should make a collab, tell them we need to make a collab edition. Maybe we could do that. You know, um, the person to talk, I'll tell you, this, <laughs> tell Kevin, Lara, Kevin, Lara photo on Instagram. He's in charge of like, um, influencer marketing and stuff like that. I, I don't know his exact title, but he's my handler, you know? I talked about handlers yesterday. Um, but yeah, bug him. Or if you see the founders, tell them. Be like, we love these. We love the speedsters. Kofuzi loves the speedster. Can we have a Kofuzi Run Club speedster? <laughs> uh, Mark says, what color would the rabbit Kofuzi half tights be? They would be black, the black ones. You know, that's how you do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get this package open. So we could see it. And then I'll tell you about some other events that we're doing too. Um, all right. This is a big box. I thought they were just going to send like a singlet, you know, or something. But they sent like a whole, there's, there's a lot of room. It's a heavy box too. So I'm like, I don't know what's all in here. But I feel like, have you guys been following the weather? Um, my weather apps only take me 10 days out, which I feel like is good for my mental health, but I have been kind of peeking ahead. And so far it seems like it's going to be a hot, humid Boston. Is that what we're going to get? 
I don't know. Cameron Hong thinks it's camo in here. I think no one's gonna send me camo ever again. I think that's what's. I think that's what's. What that's my fate now. No, no one will send me camo. <laughs> um, Kevin says that the Apple Weather app has been super buggy. Has it? Mine has been freaking out because of all the weather alerts and stuff. So, all right, let's see what we got in here. Um, paper. Oh, this is very colorful. Boston hat. Nice five panel hat. Oh, and it's got a adjustable the thing on the back here. You know what I like about these? This makes it easy for those of us that run with uh, ponytails or buns to get the hat on and off without having to undo our hair sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it works out that way. Sometimes you still got to like completely undo everything. But this is nice. I like this one. This is very bright. This is very Boston colors. All right. Whoa, look at this. Matching gloves. I feel like I'm going to have to put all of this on at the same time. I don't think that, I, again, I don't think, <laughs> I think that's how it's intended. All right, we've got hat, we've got gloves. What else is going to be in this crazy print? We'll see, we'll see. We've got matching singlet. Let's get it out of the bag. Let's take a look at it. Oh, this is nice. This is that same material. Remember that singlet I showed you guys last week where it's kind of like almost silky on the front, very soft, but it does have like laser. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's like, that's not the laser cut mesh, but it's a, it is a mesh. It's not like solid. And then it's got um, like the PR collection style, very stretchy, very ventilated backside. So it's a blue stripe down the back and you've got the blue and yellow kind of like traveling through hyperspace pattern on the front for Boston. So I got this, I got the hat, I'm gonna rock the gloves. This is the look, that's the look. I love there isn't there is not a matching pant guys there is not a matching pant I'll, I'll tell you. Do you imagine if they made the half tight in that a match oh, it'd be like a creamsicles like racing down the street this I think I, I really like this one look at this I saw this on like an email the other day Boston with a rabbit nice and simple cotton tee old school which fits with like the you know the historic boston vibe you know so this is nice and then on the bottom oh look at this little touch it's got you know on the bottom of like rabbit shirts they have i've seen some of them now it's just kind of screen printed on but they've got this little rabbit tag at the bottom this one says rabbit with boston on the bottom and it, has, it is sewn on. It goes all the way around. The other side, it says born to run free. But there we go. Nice. And then, I like this one too. This is nice. Again, fitting like the classic vibe. Got a nice mid-weight hoodie. 
Boston with the rabbit underneath it. I wonder if they debated whether or not to give the rabbit a unicorn, like a horn. Like, well, I, I wonder if that was like, like a consideration at any point. My guess is probably not. But this is nice. It's not that like a super heavy hoodie, but it's really comfortable. It's almost kind of like almost like a f nice fleece. And then I love this um, string. You know, like the hoodie strings. It's uh, blue and yellow. And kind of like a what is it, herringbone type of pattern? Is that what that pattern is called? It's nice. I like that. Adam says, if you gave it a horn, wouldn't that make it a jackalope? I don't know. There's no such thing as a jackalope. I mean one horn, not like antlers. One horn. Martha says, the inside of the hoodie should have fleece with rabbits on it. It is fleece on the inside, so it's super soft. I don't see any rabbits in here. Nope. But it is fleece, super soft. Really nice. And then the kangaroo pouch in the front, which I'm a big fan of. I don't know. I just have not been able to get enough of hoodies this winter. It's just been, it hasn't even been that cold, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Adam says, we have a lot of jackalopes and snipes in Colorado. I always thought jackalope's not a real animal. A, a rabbit with, a, with, with antlers, that's not real. That's not real. All right. And then I feel like I should use this as a warm-up layer or as a throwaway layer, but like it's too nice. I don't want to. There is even a Boston themed performance flat plaid. It's, is it flannel? Is it plaid? Look at this. This is nice. I'm wearing my other rabbit performance flannel now. But like, you know why this is nice? Because they got buttons. So it's easy tear away. So you could bundle all the way up, be very warm in the shirt. It's a nice heavy weight. And then when you're ready to race like Superman, you just take it off, right? But then you would lose this nice shirt. And it has the Boston little tag on the bottom. See that? That's fun. I like that a lot. And I, I am down a button up shirt now. So after after cherry blossom. So this is perfect. Now, the majority of my button up shirts are rabbit performance plaid. <laughs> but I like that one. So that's all the rabbit stuff. So hopefully I'll see you guys. You can I think you like. All right. So I just saw the email from rabbit because I'm on like just on the mailing list email. You got to order by the 7th if you want to get your stuff before you leave for Boston. Um. I think that's what the email said. Or I think you're going to be able to pick up all this stuff at the pop-up shop in Boston. That's where the shakeout run is going to be. We're looking for we're looking at a three-mile route. Nine o'clock is a shakeout run. I know there's a lot of other shakeout runs happening at the same time. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get to see that because this will be a fun one. This will be a lot of fun. I really, I really like <laughs> – I'm just really liking the performance flannel. Um it has a like all of them do. There's a so there's an embroidered rabbit on the sleeve. I don't know if you could see that. There you go. So it's right here. And then this one has it. Where which wrist is it on? Over here. 
right there. So it's fun. Uh, Mark says, uh, the rabbit shop is the same block as the Tracksmith, right? I think so. They're all on Newberry Street, right? I think. So I think that they're all, I'm hoping that they're all close to each other because I'm going to a lot of places. So, um, yeah. So, like, I, that'll make it a lot easier on me if everything's just, like, down, up and down the same street. Uh, Martha says, it's farther down a few blocks, but it's all on the same, like, street. So that's good. That'll make it easy for me. Yeah. Martha says, Coach, should I get one of those flannels? I never gotten one of those. I enjoy them. I mean, sometimes I feel like the collar always sits on me a little bit funny, you know? I don't know. I'm, but, you know, I always kind of feel a little bit awkward in if I wear too much flannel. But I feel like this is a flannel that I can wear. I'm like, if anyone's you know, going to look at me sideways, I'm going to be like, it's made for running. So I'm going to wear it, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Frank says it has snaps. Not buttons. It has snaps. So you could just pull it off. And then Mark says, if it's your throwaway shirt, you're going to have to wear it for the first half of the race. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm going to need a lot of throwaway layers. So, I mean, based on the weather so far. So it looks like it's going to be hot. Is it going to be hot? When? I don't I don't know. I have, I have a feeling it's going to change pretty wildly from now calvin says it was going to be 70 degrees fahrenheit next week and then the forecast updated to high 50s and rainy yeah i i just think that it's going to be uh i think it's i mean i have no idea i've never been there and i don't really know boston spring all that well i've never lived in boston i almost went to boston university but i didn't um but um i, I get the suspicion that it's going to be like that one year where it rained all morning and then once the race started, it got sunny and hot, you know. So, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what we're going to see next, next year. Mm. Will Gravel says, "Hey everyone, checking in before the Carmel Marathon this Saturday. Officially declaring my intention to run sub two thirty. Conditions are looking great." Oh, wow. Amazing. Awesome. Whew. It's, it's not going to be too high, Will? I thought it was going to get warm this weekend. I don't know. Good luck. You'll have to let us know how it goes on, on Monday when we come back. Oh, man. That's awesome. Mm. Martha says that the weather bef the week before the race has been changing, but the 17th has been sticking with high in the low 60s and overcast. Ooh, that would be great. That's my favorite kind of racing weather. A little bit on the warm side, but not sunny. Mm -hmm. Adam says, Boston tip, bring a cheap picnic table cover so you could sit on it rather than the grass while waiting for the start. Yeah, I had a conversation yesterday for Relay with Marcus Brown and Pete Bromka. And they were, and Peter apparently brings like a whole, he's like, your flat lay is going to take forever. Like, if I'm filming it, he's like, you got to bring a whole layer of other stuff. He's like, he brings a poncho, a garbage bag to sit on. Like, ah, there's just so many. He says he brings, he now, he brings throwaway shoes these days because he doesn't want to get his racing shoes wet, you know, while he's walking around if it's raining or muddy. So he has throwaway shoes that he brings to a race and he brings a separate pair of socks. So throw, I mean, there's a whole throwaway Peter that he brings, apparently. I didn't know that. But 
Um, yeah. So that's gonna. I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. But I'm like, if I'm I'm looking at the weather and it doesn't look like it's gonna be chilly, so I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just want to bring something to sit sit on. Maybe I'll bring one of my many space blankets that I have from other races. Um, but I won't need that many throwaway layers. But then again, that's what I thought for cherry blossom. And then I ended up losing one of my few nice shirts, nicest shirts. Aldovino says, Hey, Co, I caught the the replay yesterday. Curious, will you be watching a replay of yourself to finish your taxes? I will most likely be waiting for the next drop to come out and then listen to that in the background while I finish my taxes. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what I wait for. Tony Vu says, genuinely curious, what's the purpose of a performance flannel? Um, I mean, it originally started out for their trail runners. And so it was just like a, a, a little bit of a thicker layer that the trail runners could wear on long days. Or like if you're going to be like kind of like just camping slash running all weekend. So like flannel, but like made for a little bit more of an active lifestyle. And then uh, turns out road runners like it too. So, I mean, it the the cut is a little bit different than like if I were to buy flannel at Menards, you know, um, or Blaine's Farm and Fleet. I always do shop over the, I, I always like would go peruse to see what's there, but they never carry stuff in my size, you know? So it's like, I can't really go shop in there. So the only time I can buy flannel is like when rabbit makes it. <laughs> Uh, 308 Bar says, hey, Co, I love the content. I've been training for my first marathon and 10K. Your video gives me some motivation. Have you attended any CAD, oh, Canadian marathons or any thoughts to attend one? I'm from BC. Um, I keep looking at the Toronto marathon. I'd want to do that one just because I want to go to Toronto. Or my wife and I might just go. It's a city we've been always meaning to like just have like a weekend trip, just the two of us to go to. Um, but that is one that I would look at. Um yeah, I'm not sure other than that. Maybe one in Vancouver. But I would imagine that the one in Vancouver is probably hilly. You know, I think if I were going to run in Canada, I would probably want to run in the trails in the summer, not in the winter, you know. But we'll see. All right, let me scroll down a little bit more. Um, hmm. Eric says, people take me too seriously or literally. I don't run in flannel yet, but I do wear them as part of the Colorado tuxedo, flannel and jeans. <laughs> That's a fun thing. Um, every time I hear like stuff like that, I always think about like, um, they once interviewed John Mayer and uh, apparently he like spends, or at the time they interviewed him, he was like living in Montana or something like that. Uh, in an area, probably Jackson Hole or something like that, where there's a lot of like rich Californians that have kind of invaded, you know, and so there's a little bit of tension between the townies and all this like Hollywood money that's coming in. And so they're asking um, John Mayer about it, like, how do you balance the tensions between that? Do you get along with the locals and all that? And he goes, yeah, you just got to not be an a-hole about it. Or at least said the word, but he's like, you got to be an a-hole about it. Um, you know, don't bring your Porsche Carrera. Or what's the big one? The Cayenne. He, don't bring your Porsche Cayenne. Buy a Ford Explorer instead. So you got to fit in. You know? 
I'm like, oh, that's a version of a cheap car. So I just imagined someone like trying to fit in like that. Um, and I felt like if I wore my performance flannel and jeans in Colorado, I would feel like I'm being an a-hole like John Mayer. I don't know. That was a, that was a long way. That was a long, that was a long buildup for maybe not that funny of a story. Uh, go home. Rob says, did you ever have a goal of running a marathon in every state or some goal similar to that? No, not really. I, I haven't really thought about that before. Uh, Amadita de, de Cochea says in Boston 2019 there was rain in the morning hot in the middle sprinkle at the finish and then freezing wind when trying to meet family Ugh. Oh, see that's a little bit of everything oh, man. <laughs> David Patterson says I once saw John Mayer at a fish show wearing a unicorn <laughs> he was trying to fit in with the locals you know that's him. Oh my goodness. Uh, Momentum Unbound, like this, says, I felt really elite today on my run. Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Glad you had a good run today. And Running Desai says, Hey, I met you near the White House when you were filming on last Saturday. I forgot to mention that I will be running Chicago Marathon this year. Hope to see you there during the shakeout run. Thanks. Well, well we'll definitely be doing a shakeout run. We're going to probably start planning that after Boston. Um, the mean the shakeout run will be Chicago weekend. We won't plan it for after Boston, clearly. But that sentence came out funny. Um, yeah. So we'll part, I'm going to start planning that soon, but we'll definitely have something, and we'll be posting information. It was nice to meet you. I remember that when we were uh, over by the White House. That's when I was filming that one. Like, there's like a gargoyle or something like that across the street, and I was filming it. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Duke BB says, does everyone know what a Menards is? It's a little like talking about Casey's. <laughs> yeah, Menards is like Home Depot, but like a Midwestern version of Home Depot. Um, and I, I prefer it to Home Depot by a lot and for a lot of reasons. But like um, you can get I mean, you can get everything there. They sell bulk candy, not bulk candy, but just like giant size servings of candy. It's like a super target and a Home Depot slammed into one, you know? You could buy, like, tubes of HVAC and also barbecue sauce in the same place. It's pretty amazing. And they sell a lot of, like, workwear, you know? So if you need uh, high visibility clothes for your construction job or your outdoor job or you need some Carhartt jackets, you know, they got you. And then a probably if you are a licorice, licorice aficionado, that's probably the place to go. They have so many different kinds of licorice. I've never seen a place with more licorice. I'm just putting on these Boston gloves while we're sitting here. These are nice. I feel like I'm going to catch a football with these. And they got the little thingy so I can still use my phone if I need to. This is a lot of color. You know, but here's the thing: depending on the color of your goose, it'll show up all over the place, or it won't show up at all. And you know what I just realized? These are different colors, like on the inside, right? What, what's up with that? Do they match this way? Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Like, do are they all different? You think? 
Do you think each glove is different? Like they just bought a big sheet of it, this print, and then they stamped a whole bunch of hands out of it. Why are they different? I don't know. I don't know why this is like so fascinating to me. All right. A <laughs> uh, chance says, woohoo, made it to a live stream. I haven't run in nine days because I fractured my pinky toe. Longest non-running streak in years. I'm going nuts. Well, hopefully hanging out with some other runners here will help you out. Sorry to hear about your toe. Hopefully it'll get better soon. And Calvin says, you should check out the Belly Up podcast for your Midwax fix. You know, I don't listen to the podcast regularly, but I do see like the clips of it on on uh, Instagram reels or stories, you know. I do like that. I, I mean, um, I, I've been watching that dude since he was making like uh, just like videos on TikTok, you know. Um, and I, and I really enjoy it. my, one of my favorite ones. Have you seen the one where, um, like him and his wife are playing, uh, pickleball with like this other couple from the Northeast and they're like, what is this game? This game is kind of like, is it like bags? Is it like cornhole? And they're just like, they're drinking and they're getting hammered while they're playing and they're destroying this like super competitive other couple from the Northeast. That's like getting super, very intense about it. And they're like, why are these guys so good? I don't understand why they're so good. I don't know. It's pretty funny. You gotta see it. Brutus says, "What's up? Howdy, everyone. Good to see you, Brutus." Mark says, "Bags is better than cornhole." I like calling it bags. Cornhole sounds really weird. I don't know. All right. Let me tell you also about another event that I'm doing. I just got um, details about it today um, or finalized detail that about it. So I, I think I told you guys about it already a little bit. Saturday, I'm going to be doing an, a, a shakeout run. So, so all this rabbit stuff is for a shakeout run on 9 a.m. Sunday morning. Remember the race is on Monday. So Sunday morning, 9 a.m. at the rabbit pop-up. That's what we'll be doing that shakeout 9 a.m. Saturday, We'll be doing, I'll be doing a shakeout with Puma at Fielder Field, F E I L D E R, Field, F I E L D. It's along the Esplanade. Um, and I'll be doing a shakeout there. There'll be some Puma pro athletes that are going to be there. On the thing that they're, they're saying, like other running community leaders will be there. I don't know if I count as a running community leader. I'm not getting individually named billing on it, but I'll be there. Um, as part of the event and then we'll go do a couple of miles and then i think there's going to be potentially some giveaways and some food and beverages so come and hang out two to four o'clock so hopefully i'll see you guys. so if i can't see you guys i mean i want you guys to come to the shakeout at 9 a.m but if you can't come to the shakeout at saturday at 2 p.m with puma or if you can't come to the Saturday Puma one, come to the 9 a.m. one. So the rabbit one will have some Kofuzi giveaways. The Saturday Puma one will have Puma giveaways. So um, Dark Cake says it's Fielder Field, as in Arthur Fielder. Did you did you spell it right, Dark Cake? The graphics that I have spell Fielder Field a little bit differently. 
I got to double check on that. I'll double check on that. Let's see. Kevin Bandy says, I heard people's nips bleed from friction. Is that common or rare? Um, I think that the answer is yes and no. It used to happen to me sometimes, um, but usually like on a hotter day when it was more humid. And then it pretty much stopped happening to me for a while. And then every once in a very rare while, it'll happen to me. So it just kind of, I think, but some people it happens every time. So not every run, but like every race, you know? When you're sweating a lot, a lot of times when you're like dumping water on yourself during a race, the singlet kind of sticks to you, then you might get that. Uh, Martin Pescia says it's Fielder, F-I-E-L, oh, Fiedler, F-I-E-D-L-E-R. I'm reading it wrong. Hmm, okay. I, maybe I didn't read the graphics correctly. But, let's see. yeah, Fiedler. Sean's got me, Fiedler. Lucline Fiedler, F-E-E-D-L-E-R. Well, that's like the phonetic one. Okay, Fiedler, Fiedler. I'll get it. Mm. Martin Pesci says, what's your favorite ever mar marathon branded running gear? Any race, any year, any brand. My favorite thing from a marathon that I've ever gotten uh, was the Tokyo post-race finisher towel poncho thing. That was the best. Um, it's like a, it's a towel poncho. It's like a poncho that has a hood on it and it has a Tokyo Marathon logo and graphic printed all over. It's nice and warm. Um, it's a little bit short, um, but it's kind of like a, like a beach cover up, you know, kind of thing. It's really nice. It's really, really nice to wear. So I, that's probably my favorite thing that I've ever gotten with. That's like, you know, Marathon branded. Um yeah, that one that one definitely jumps out of me. Brutus says, Do you ever get bored of running the same routes over and over? No. I mean, I run way more routes now than I used to. I have like about four or five that I do over and over again. But when I lived in down closer to when I lived by the lake in Chicago, I would run basically the same route. Sometimes I would go north. Sometimes I would go south, but it would basically be an out and back either way. I'd just run along the lake fruit, lakefront every day. That was the only thing I did. And it was never boring. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Calvin says, if you have nipple bleeding problems, just cut the nipple holes out of your singlet. Oh man, you know what? That's I'm not saying that on, on a somewhat related note, I'm not saying cut the nipple hole, cut nipple holes into your singlet. But what really concerns me is that race bibs are getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, how are how are you like it's it's basically making it a lot of times like the only way to get the bib to sit on you correctly is if you're putting like the pin near a nipple, you know, and so that's gonna create a lot of friction. And I'm just like that. The, no one thinks about there's no one thinking about the nipples when they make the bibs like I just feel like they haven't thought that part through I don't know go running with obviously like is the Tokyo poncho material like a space blanket that poncho towel thing it's not it's like a super fluffy towel it's real I'll I'll come I'll wear it 
one day. Maybe I'll wear not maybe not tomorrow because we got we have company coming over tomorrow. Aaron is our space Mrs. Space Cadet's going to be here. Um, but maybe Friday I'll wear it so you guys can get a better look at it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Burton says, "How often do you do track workouts?" Um, I would say I get onto a track maybe five times a year. I don't do a lot. I mean, I primarily do marathons and half marathons. So like, um, I don't really have much of a need for work that's faster than like 5k pace. I mean, maybe I do, but I don't do a lot of work that's faster than 5k pace. And the reps are usually long enough. Like, you know, my shortest reps are, are like an 800. So I don't like being on a track is not that great for me but last summer i trained for a 5k and so i went to the track quite a bit and then i think maybe the year before that or maybe two years before that i i uh trained for a steeple chase and so i was on the track a little bit for that and i i was borrowing some of the tracks hurdles and stuff to practice some drills but yeah it's not often you know C-Town fan says, did you get to travel in Japan? No, we stayed in Tokyo. So, like, I mean, we were there for a week, but even a week in Tokyo is small because, like, we basically stayed in, like, Shinjuku, Harajuku, um, Shibuya. Like, that was basically it. Like, those three kind of, like, adjoining neighborhoods it was, like, the only places that we kind of went. And even then, you're like, I haven't even explored any of these one neighborhoods fully. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that to do. And um, with some of the stuff that we had to do, like we had some shakeout runs, we had to go to the expo. So we had a couple of like things that we had to do that didn't really make it possible to like go to like Kyoto for the day, for example, you know. So um, I'm there was talk about like the possibility of coming back another time, not at the marathon, you know, and like starting in tokyo going to a6 hq and making like a big like japan trip rather than a tokyo trip you know but we'll see if we can make that happen i wish i could have traveled more there's just so much more to see i do want to go to like super is what do they call it nintendo world i want to go to nintendo world <laughs> i don't know why i want to do that so bad Sean says, do race bibs ruin your singlets with pinholes? I always pin to my shorts, but Boston bibs are huge, so I may have to wreck my tracksmith singlet. Um, no, the one that I, the ASIC singlets that I use have really large mesh in it. And so I can usually find a way to just use the existing mesh to kind of like thread a needle hole through it. And then we used like the Cherry Blossom Race gave out race dots. They're not the, there's one company that makes them that are magnets. And then there's another one where they're like snapped together, almost kind of like a plastic rivet almost. Um, and they gave out those race dots, the plastic ones. And I was worried that I was going to cut a hole in my t-shirt or like the ASICs, like it was the ASICs Ventilate shirt, which is really nice uh, mesh performance material. And it's one of my favorite like running t-shirts. And I was worried that I was going to poke a hole in it, but it didn't and it was fine. So even that was okay. April says, uh, bib boards are the only thing that I use. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I kind of liked it. It was, they were a little awkward to put on, 
um because i already had my clothes on when i decided to put my bib on i don't normally do that but i decided to do it that way for some reason um so they were a little bit awkward and it was the first time i ever used those but i do kind of like them um i feel because i'm always worried about the metal pins you know going back to the nipple discussion i'm just always nervous about that a little bit <laughs> i didn't worry about it as much with the dots the race the boards is what they're called yeah um jonathan cox wants to know if i've ever done a backyard ultra I have not. I've only done one ultra race. I did, well, I, I mean, I did a FKT attempt. Um, that was about 30 miles. Um, not quite 50K. Really close to 50K. And then I did a 50K. Um, so those are my, well, and then I ran a road like by myself 50K during the pandemic. So the, I have three kind of like, a, like I've done 50K-ish like three times. Um, but I haven't done anything. I've only done one race and it was pretty low key. Like at the start, the guy was just like, all right, go on. And the official timing was this guy's, this guy's iPad. And like whenever someone crossed the finish line, he would just call out the time and someone would write it down. So it was pretty low key. I kind of like that. Mm hmm. Pork and Beans says triathletes use race belts often. And honestly, they're much better than pinning a bib on a shirt. I think it was Tony Macias also mentioned something about that earlier too. And like, I don't know. I, uh, I just feel like it flops around in the wind a little bit. Like when I did a Ragnar relay, that's what we did is we would pin it to, we would use those race, like those race belts. Um, and that's where we'd pin our like relay bib thing. And I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of like, felt, kind of felt like I was running with an apron on a little bit. I just didn't like it. Like, do you put it, like sometimes it would be in my front and it was like this weird crotch guard. And then sometimes it'd be my back and it was like a trap door from like old timey jammies. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't like this. It's weird. So I just didn't, it just it felt awkward to me. Calvin says at Ragnar, we used a belt and I didn't like it very much, but it made sense for the race head. Yeah, because then it was like, then you just hand it to someone and they, then they could put it on, you know, then you'd have to like switch bibs and stuff. That makes sense. But like, then I did another Ragnar where we just, just did a slap bracelet or something. Yeah. Oh, Frank. Yeah. It was like a loincloth. Yeah. That's why I didn't like about the race belt. Because when it's in the front, it's like, it's like I need, it's like you're trying to protect something or hide something. It seemed weird. <laughs> Shannon says he'll wear a business button down to a race, but an apron is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm an unusual man, I guess. <laughs> Kevin says, is there a, is there a certain place that's best to pin the bib? So my usual approach is to um, pin it so that way the pins are just below nipple level, and basically as high as possible because I don't want it too low. Um, and then so that way I want it to be like covering like my stomach is kind of like how I want it. So that's how I do it. And Tony says, yeah, he spins his to the back. So it's like a trap door for his when he does his race bib and belt. Uh, and Matt says, triathletes often need to quickly put on their race numbers for the run section of the try and the safety pins would take extra time. That, that makes a lot of sense for sure. 
I'm pretty sure I had that for my triathlon too. Yeah, because Matt, I think I wore that um the speed suit that you sent me. I think I wore that. Um and there's like not really a place to pin stuff on that. It had like a zipper too. So then I was like, yeah. So I wore the belt. I remember that. Stevie 76 says, what did you talk about today, honey? Nipples and loins. You know, my wife does ask me. She's like, how was the live stream? What did you guys talk about today? I tell her, nipples and loins. <laughs> She's going to be like, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'll be like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you probably did. Uh, Matt says, yeah, hopefully I send you a race belt also for the race. You did. You did. Um, and I, uh, I did also. I already had one, too. So I don't remember if I used the one that you sent me or not. But yeah, I remember that. Um, Mark says, I rewatched the highlights of Des's Des Boston win and realized she pinned her bib on her jacket sideways and on one side of the zipper. Uh, made a lot of sense. Um, you know, I was looking at that, Mark, and because um, I was like, oh, she made a move. She made a decision. Because I've always thought about that. And I'm like, Oh, she pinned her bib to the outside of her jacket. And that meant that she was she knew she was going to need that jacket the entire time. Um, but then I've been listening to her book and she talked about it a little bit and she actually had two bibs on that day. There's like there was like an outer one and an inner one, I guess. I don't know if it's for like for them to wear for their warm-ups or whatever so everyone knows who's supposed to be there or not. I'm not sure exactly. It wasn't super clear, but I'm like, oh, there was another bib in case she shed that top layer. Because I always thought she had pinned it across, pin, pinned it across the zipper, and I'm like, mm, then what do you do if you're hot? You can't get rid of your bib. Man, I guess it doesn't matter for the elites, right? Because like, they don't do chip time; it's just gun time, right? It's not going to be like Des for a a uniform violation, you don't get to win the Boston Marathon. You know, like, they weren't going to do that. So, like, I guess if she, like, threw it off and that was her only bib, she would have been fine. But, by the way, I've been listening to the book, and I think it's a little bit, um, I think it's going to be on the short side. It's like five hours. Most books are a little bit longer than that. But it's been really good. I've been flying through it. I've been enjoying it a lot. Highly recommend Uh, Adam says the visible numbers are important to race timers too it's a backup to chips manual for small races video for large ones every system needs redundancy that's true that's true mm. Mark says oh yeah inner one said does outer was her number eight. Oh, okay so it was an inner and an outer an in and an outy Oh, interesting. Now, some people have been saying that you got to put the bib number in front for to get your race photos. But Tony says, for race picks, most now have face recognition software, which is so good. You don't even need to have your bib in the, in the pick anymore. That's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, because I have been noticing a lot of people, especially people that use the... Um, the belts like tony does they they slide it around behind so it's not flapping in front you know so I'm like then you get no pictures
But I'm like, I can't remember the last time. Oh, I do remember the last time I looked at race pictures. Miami. Miami, I looked at my pictures. That, yeah. So that wasn't that long. That was like two races ago, three races ago. So. Jennifer Herring says, 2018 was so cold, I got hypothermia while running. Never happened to me before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people got hypothermia that day. Um, didn't Sage Canada get hypothermia that day? I think he did too. Frank says, uh, speaking of autocorrect, because Martha's been trying to type the word loins and it keeps autocorrecting to lions. But Frank says, speaking of autocorrect, the New York Times article about Hoka this morning called the shoe the speedboat. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's not. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Because you know, like they're getting there, someone there is getting interviewed. They're probably sending it out on the Slack, you know. Be like, guys, we're gonna it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna get so much publicity. New York Times is gonna be great. And then they read it and it's speedboat. Oh my goodness. So many people disappointed. Um, what was the New York Times article about? Hmm. I'm gonna have to go check that out. Tails Dimiletto says, "Running New York this year. Any tips? Um, I have tips if it's a hot year, but I mean it is hilly, and um, yeah. So prepare for hills. There's more hills than you think. Um, and um, have fun. There's just." The energy there is incredibly good. So much good energy. Um, I really enjoy that race. It's a lot of fun. I love spectating it too, though. I, I don't know. I don't know if I like spectating it more or running it more. Both are a real fun thing to do. Um, and I will say that, like, the morning is, like, an event on it, in, unto itself, too. Like, getting to Staten Island, the amount of time that you have to spend there, like, trying to figure out a way to stay warm but comfortable and loose before the race is a bit of a challenge. So that's like stuff to, to kind of try to figure out how to manage. Um, Adam says, New York Times had an article a few days ago about running shoes where they quoted Matt Klein from Doctors of Running. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. I didn't see that. Nice. Uh, Mika Kataya says, talking about speed boats, or the speed goats, I retired my GTX 4s again, this time after 1,800 kilometers. Wow. Let's see if I still dig them out for next winter. Still some sole left. Not very cushy anymore, but the upper is fine. I mean, how are the lugs, though? I mean, I guess that's what you mean by sole, some sole left. I mean, as long as the soles are fine. Uh, for a speed goat, there's just so much there, you know, depending on what you need out of it. But on winter, if you're just using it for winter running, you know, you could probably run more in it. But, like, I've never run an issue that, that far. CTM fan says, Mike, you should come to Tiger Claw. So I have a conversation with Ginger Runner every year about it. Um, and I think next year might be my year. So um, we've been trying to make it happen every year. Every year he's like, hopefully you can come out next year. And I'm like, I do want to go. I think it's going to be super fun. Last year, the date, like it's in May. And so like I have nieces and nephews and they're all graduating from high school or college and stuff. And so, like, I just had family stuff that I couldn't miss. And he's like, so just let me know the date, and I'll let you know if I can go. And then the next year, the date came. 
I had a high school graduation that I couldn't miss. And this year, the date got announced, a high school and a college graduation on the same weekend. So I won't be able to go this year. So like we've been, we've been every year, every year, we've been trying to get it done. Uh, Richard Wilson says the New York Times article has the New York Times article has been fixed. Just looked it up. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. Yeah, Richard Wilson says a correction was made on April fifth, two thousand twenty-three, which is today. An earlier version of this article misstated the name of a Hoka sneaker. It's a Hoka Speed Goat. Not a hook of speed boat. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Um, you know what's also interesting? Uh, whenever British people say hoka, they say it like hoka. Have you ever heard British people say hoka? They don't say hoka. They say hoka. And I'm just like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I really that always that always catches my ear funny. I think every time I hear it, I'm like, a, what? what did you just say? Um, yeah, like every time I hear like a someone on from the UK talk about them. Uh, I mean, some British people say it fine. Some people say, I feel like I've talked to 40 about it. I think he calls them hokas. But then I've heard other British people call them hokas. Like hok hokas? It's just a weird, weird way of saying it. I don't know. I can't even, I can't repeat it. Uh, yeah, Kevin says, yeah, I watch all Ben is running vids. And Andy FOD runner says it too. Does he say it? Does Andy say it as Haka? Haka? I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. Haka. There we go. Uh, Sean Dunn says Haka. Yeah. Like H A W K A H. And Calvin says, uh, and they say Nike like bike. Yeah. Nike. Although I feel like FOD runner is the only one that says Nike. You know who else says Nike? My wife, which makes her sound like a Midwestern mom. Every, and I tell her that too, and she does not appreciate that. But I'm like, it's not Nike. It's Nike. Um, and she's like, I'm sorry. That's how everyone says it back in Iowa. I'm like, everyone in Iowa does not say it that way. I've been to Iowa before. You're like the only one that says it that way. And and her brother says it that way too from time to time. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so fun. I don't know. It's so funny. The man who runs says, but you know, there's Adidas or Adidas. Uh Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. So there are different pronunciations. I'm not saying that the British are saying it wrong when they say haka, but I just think it always catches my ear and I hear it. It's funny. And it kind of like makes me pause every time I hear it. You know, however you say it is how you say it. You know, like although like Nike is wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> Luke Klein says, wait till you hear Boston people say hookah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, C-Town Ben says, like, Porsche, 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 Porsche or Porsche. I go back and forth. I say both. I don't know. Um, go Home Ranch says, like, I've heard some people call Saucony, Saucony. Yeah, Saucony. Um, you know what's weird? It's like, it's... Uh, Saucony went through a very like aggressively. I mean, they even did it uh, on the Endorphin Elite unboxing. Like it's in the packaging. It's like sock a knee, like sock the thumb thing that goes on your foot, uh, and then knee like your patellar area, like sock a knee to like let people know how to s s say it correctly. And it just felt very like passive aggressive to me, or I guess aggressive. It's not that passive. 
But I don't know. Just something about it struck me as like, this is weird energy. I don't know. But I feel like, uh, are, is it Europeans that are saying Saucony? I had a friend who lives in Portland. And he, he used to. He didn't. He was like, oh, you call it Saucony? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it's said. And he's like, that's Saucony. And I'm like, mm mm. It's. I don't think it. You know, that's no, no, that's not. I know that's not it. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Morgan Bean says, I'm, I'm glad this entire chat just pooped on the Brits for no reason. <laughs> but no, I'm not saying, no, man, I don't mean that at all. I don't mean that at all. Um, I love British accents. Americans love British accents. That's the thing. Um, and it, it just happened to come up. I, I think it's just the, the algorithm, the Instagram algorithm that has been showing me a lot of British people wearing hokas and talking about their hokas. And so it just keeps coming up. But all you got people in the chat though are like here's all the things that they say different. It's like a long list. So if you're in if you're if you're watching this on YouTube um whether live or not live later, like you could go look in the chat and see all the <laughs> it's funny. Um but yeah. Matt says he worked at a running store for a long time. And he loved the wide variety of ways people pronounce the different brands. Sauces, any? <laughs> uh, and Tales de Mileto says, here in Mexico, hookah equals hookah? Really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. All right. Before we offend any more Brits, I think we're going to end it for here for today. Um, I mentioned that the Topo Cycle and 2 video is going to go out uh, today, but I, I figured I would give the DC video a little bit more time to breathe on YouTube, so I'd give it another day before that Topo Cycle and 2 video comes out. Plus, I didn't finish editing it, so it'll come out hopefully tomorrow morning. And then don't forget, tomorrow's happy hour guest is going to be Mrs. Space Cadet herself, Erin Azar, so I'm really looking forward to seeing her. So if you got any questions for her, if you just want to chat with her, Make sure you come by tomorrow, same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.